Creatures of the Night, welcome to episode 142 of Talking Taker, our encyclopedic exploration digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all Tizam, The Undertaker. My name is Alex Dorio. I want to thank you for joining us for yet another round of Dead Man Talking. And I am joined, as always, by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy. He is the last man standing, Mr. Travis White. And Travis, you know, last week we talked about having the, the Big Show 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 and talking about that. Mm-hmm. This week we're doing Last Man Standing. We could be an episode of Talking Tim, just like we talked about doing uh, <laughs> every, every piece of artistic achievement in Tim Allen's catalog. But uh, no, sadly, it's just another Big Show match. <laughs> just another Big Show match indeed. Yeah, man, talking Tim, uh, all in with Alan. We could do so many things. Mm. There's so much, so much gold there to mine from. You know, we could get, we could have several podcasts with all his different Toy Stories. So, <laughs> all kind of good stuff. Jungle yeah. to jungle. Talk, jungle to jungle. Christmas with yes, the cranks. Excellent. Is he in that? <laughs> Are you kidding? Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw that. Oh my goodness, <laughs> it's terrible. It's all San- the Santa Claus. <laughs> all three. Uh, yes, I've seen all three. <laughs> when I worked at the children's home, they love to watch them. Deep fall Netflix. after the first one. Oh, plummets! Yeah, talk about sequels gone bad. Yeah, oof, man. The it'd be like one? going. It'd be like going from Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and you go to Batman and Robin, and just next immediately. It's just a steep plunge in quality. So. Yeah, the... but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> also, I'm just avoid talking about the big, big show. show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Very perfect similar. description. Perfect description. <laughs> yeah. But we are, we're entrenched in this, man. We're doing every single Undertaker pay-per-view match. And we are at Cyber Sunday 2008, the second in a trilogy of terror with The Big Show and The Undertaker in late 2008. And this one, it was up to the fans to choose it. We had the possibilities. Only fans. Oh, dude, the possibilities. Cyber Sunday sounds like an OnlyFans thing. <laughs> Oh my. The uh, possibilities were endless, man. You had I Quit, Last Man Standing, and a knockout match. <laughs> Such varied, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. possibilities yeah. here. Yeah, we'll get to that, but if you don't know what those are, ladies and gentlemen, you just wait, because the Big Show has a demonstration for you. Very scientific demonstration, like a science fair project, to just show you what each one of those is going to be, so... Buckle up as we take this ride from No Mercy to Cyber Sunday. Yeah, man. It's a bumpy ride. It's bumpy, but it's going to be fun. We've got some uh, some of our favorites. Cameos. Some cameos that we like to talk about <laughs> on here, for sure. We've got some good promos. We've got some good matches. So, uh, yeah, uh, stick around, folks. We're going to make it entertaining. As Travis said, we'll keep this ride rolling, rolling, rolling uh, as we take the time traveling hearse back to... 
October of 2008, we pick up right after No Mercy, where the big show got the first victory in this trilogy with a rare knockout win over The Undertaker. A shocking defeat there, making the big show look strong. And uh, as we saw, the big show and Vicky Guerrero are aligned. Vicky Guerrero spit in The Undertaker's face last month that we talked about. So they are really coming mm-hmm. after him. Uh, Undertaker did get a bit of revenge as he tombstoned Vicky Guerrero before the pay-per-view, but Big Show made up for it here. As we go to the SmackDown post No Mercy, October 10th, 2008, and Vicky does make her return. She was not at the pay-per-view, but she is in the ring after... uh, after the opening video package and all that stuff, she's in her wheelchair, trademark wheelchair that she goes back and forth out of uh, with Chavo. And guess what? She's getting booed out of the building like she does every other <laughs> week, man. Again, it's great, man. It's great heat. I love it. Like I said, we said before on here, we weren't necessarily watching this every Friday. I just, I remember her heat when she got on Raw and getting booed out of the building. But she's even getting it here, man. It's crazy. Dude, they absolutely hate her here. And she talks about how a couple weeks ago she was not in a wheelchair, but she was then brutally attacked by The Undertaker, who turned her upside down and tombstoned her. And again, as you've pointed out, this is like some grade A Vince McMahon scripting as she talks about... Mm. Vince all over. Absolutely, man. (laughs) So good. But she does a good job of delivering it. And she says, uh, last week at the pay-per-view, The Undertaker got his. He was left humiliated and unconscious, quivering like the slime that he is. And you can just picture Vince reciting those words to her. Um, She says... glasses down over the end of his nose. (laughs) (laughs) Like the slime that you are. And, hey, uh, Vicky's going to give a world title match to the Big Show to reward him tonight uh, against Triple H. So she brings out the Big Show, and he comes out, and he's smiling, he's laughing, just like he's got nominated for an Emmy for the Big Show show. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> something that, even in a pandemic, I don't think will happen. <laughs> no. But he's smiling. If he hit about a month earlier, it might have hit it off like the Tiger King did. But you who know, knows? Yeah, it could just, be the world could be talking about the Big Show show, but they're not. It's not talking about Joe be. Exotic, Big Joe, <laughs> not Show Exotic. I'm neither seen neither one of those shows. So <laughs> I watched the first episode of Tiger King, and it was it was too much for me, man. Like it was, yeah. whew, it's out there. Um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> enough. We've had so many TV reviews in this episode, but uh, Big Show comes out smiling and waving and. Says, I told everybody what was going to happen. I told you what I would do to The Undertaker, but nobody believed me. 
And he says, Undertaker's strength meant nothing up against his fist. So uh, then Big Show does his absolute favorite activity in the world these days. He mm. throws to a video package. <laughs> he doesn't have his magic remote control with him this week, Travis, but he does show us everything that happened at No Mercy and him knocking out The Undertaker yet again. Uh, he says his hand is responsible for knocking out every man in the WWE. No one has ever gotten up. Bah, 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 bah. No one ever will. And says Triple H is the cerebral assassin, but he's going to scramble Triple H's brains. And at the end of the night, he'll be known as the guy who knocked out The Undertaker twice and the new WWE champion. Whoopity-doo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, with this, with this replay that he played right here, I know at the beginning of the show, when, like, when they opened up, they I can't remember if it happened right here, though, but they played back the replay from No Mercy. And, you know, usually when you get a replay from a pay-per-view, they like go to a steel frame, like like right before they pause it, like right before the big spot. Like they'll show you like you know the choke slam off the top of the ladder, and as Edge was about to hit the ring, they pause it right there. The yes. big spots, like fully off the cell, they show you getting thrown off, but before he hits the table, they pause it. So, but this one actually shows him punching Taker all three times, which I don't I mean. I guess they're trying to put over that devastation, but it was just it stood out to me because I'm so used. to to the entire history of my wrestling watching of they pause it to try to sell you to buy the replay. You know, they want you to show that money out money, money to get that replay. So I don't know. Maybe they just Vince thought nobody's going to buy this crap again. I was just about to say, I think they realized no one was buying the pay-per-view for that at this time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, I've got a theory about big show and, you know, I, I talked about my theory about Vicky Guerrero last week and, why I thought she got the heat that she did. And we were kind of talking about uh, the, the past couple of weeks, why this Big Show Undertaker feud, it's not, it doesn't resonate the way that the Big Show, excuse me, but the Undertaker Edge one did. And, you know, I think we, last week we both said, you know, Big Show's great. Like, we don't really get it. You know, he's a really talented guy. He's a great performer, legend, Hall of Famer for sure. Let me see if I can put this in the right words. Um, I feel like especially during this time, Big Show gets a promo from a writer. He looks at it, he memorizes it, and he comes out and delivers it. And he's good at it. Like, he's got, he's got, he's a good actor, he's sure. a good performer, he does the job that you give him, and he does it well. And it, this is just me theorizing, but I feel like with Edge, Edge gets a script from a writer and when he went out there and performed it, he went out and made it his own. And he added texture mm. and flavor and realism to it. And it seemed like he was more of a guy who was taking some bullet points. and Or even if they gave him a script, he, he would you know turn it into something else. Yeah. Um, do, does that make sense? And do you feel like no, absolutely. the same thing yeah, here? No, I agree. He, it's, it's the difference between being uh, a supporting actor and like... Like Daniel Day Lewis, you know, like we talk about like a character, like a character actor versus like the leading man. You know, like Edge took it as a leading man. He literally didn't wash his hair. He put bags under his eyes. He said he got inspiration from the Joker. I think you're right. Big Show's just paint by numbers. He's going out there yes. and checking off a box, you know. And it's not that's not disparaging him. He's doing his job. That's all he's asked to do. But it's like Edge just did a little bit more, and maybe because Edge 
was just cracking through that main event scene. And Big Show had been on top since 95, technically. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So maybe Edge had more to fight for. So that's why he put forth more effort, you know? But, um, yeah, I think you're spot on, man. It makes more sense. I mean, it makes great sense. Edge is like your your Heath Ledger or your Joaquin yeah. Phoenix who really yes. embodies these roles. And Big Show's like a – Christian uh, Bale. You know. Big Show's not Christian Bale. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm saying the other <laughs> Edge was like yes. Big Show's like your like your Bruce Willis or something like you know. Denzel. He, he's made some good same movies, movie. but yeah, it's kind of the same, and it gets kind of old after a while. And Big Show, you know, he's got some good moments and some good matches, and yeah. he's, he's not a bad performer, but just feels like he's phoning it in a little bit here. That's how I feel about Denzel Washington. Every movie is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. He's the same exact character in every one, or yeah. Will Ferrell for that matter. Sure. Yeah. No. Yeah, some of them are good, some of them are not, but, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, And one guy who is neither Heath Ledger nor Denzel Washington in any way whatsoever, not even an Ashton Kutcher, I would say, is uh, Vladimir Kozlov, who, uh, unfathomably, I I have no idea what this is about. He comes out and interrupts the big show's promo here, and He's getting the push of all pushes on SmackDown mm-hmm. during this time. Thank God we don't have to talk about him too much here on this show. But he comes out and says, you know, he wants to face Triple H or he wants to face the winner of Triple H and Big Show. And Big Show says, Well, Vladimir, I'm going to give you two reasons why you should reconsider that. Number one, I'm a giant. And number two, Though a few people here might not like me, at least I am an American. And then we cut to commercial. That's yeah, it. Crown Chance USA. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's kind of a face turn, but not a face turn. And <laughs> yeah, no. it really, I, I, don't, I have no idea what the point of this was. I don't. Just putting big, putting Kozlov in that main event scene, rubbing him up against the main eventers, I guess, man. But he is, I'll tell you what, man. People moan and complain about Jinder Mahal being world champ. I'll take Jinder Mahal any day over Kozlov. I'm sorry. That is saying something. I will, I'm sorry. I will. I, that guy has a body. He looks believable. He can actually wrestle. This guy loves double double E, but he does not breathe it like Jinder Mahal did. So, I, And I'm not even a big Jinder fan. I'm just saying, give me that over Kozlov. I just don't see this at all. I think you're right, though. I think Kozlov makes Jinder Mahal look like CM Punk. Like, yeah, <laughs> Jinder he does. Mahal, he's awful, yeah. but he's got way more charisma and, and yeah. skill than Kozlov had. You're right. Uh, yeah. That's scary. But he's also not American, <laughs> actually. Yeah. He's Canadian. Exactly. <laughs> he's North American. Uh, anyway, let's move on, dude. Let me finish this episode. <laughs> One episode SmackDown. Big Show Triple H. That's your main event WWE Championship. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest with you, Travis. I didn't watch this whole match. <laughs> I skipped to the ending of this. Um, it's It takes – it's too long. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Big Show ends up looking like he's going to be rolling towards victory, though. He choke slams Triple H, but the lights go out. We hear the bell toll. Bell tolls again. Lights go up, and Undertaker is in the ring, as you could guess, and he just starts unloading on Big Show, sends him out of the ring, uh, bell tolls, lights go out again, lights come up, and Undertaker is behind Show in the aisleway this time. So Big Show tried to run away, Undertaker came up behind him, surprised him, starts beating him up again, and then Big Show kind of stumbles off like towards the side of the stage, 
and wash, rinse, repeat. Uh, lights come up again. Uh, Undertaker is now behind Big Show yet again and beats him up out of the arena. So kind of a fun little twist on something we've seen Undertaker do a bunch of times. And like it's one of those things that's always going to get a reaction from the crowd, man. Yeah. Lights, that's, dude, add that to the list of things that immediately make somebody over. Like, yeah. Lights come up. Somebody's in the ring with Sabu, uh, Undertaker, The Fiend. The Fiend. Like, it always, every time, is going to get a reaction from the crowd, oh, yeah. man. And it does here, too. Absolutely. It does. And that's going to lead us into the next week of October 17th. Uh, 2008, we got a recap of Taker Cross and Big Show, the WWE title, like it's 1999 again. Dude, Taker, Triple H and Big Show on SmackDown. (laughs) Um, Well, Big Show opens the show. Uh, He's got Chavo Guerrero with him, and he says, this is going to end up very, very bad for one individual. He says that um, he questioned Taker's resilience and the strength of his chin, but he never thought Taker was foolish. He's like, didn't I punish you enough? No mercy. Undertaker, did you lose your mind? Didn't I punish you enough and no mercy? Did this fist knock you stupid? Did this fist knock you stupid? And he's just <laughs> all into it. Yeah, and uh, he says Taker cost him the WWE title last week, and the crowd bites on that and, and boos. And he's like, so now it's going to go very badly for you. Um, you know, he wants, he said Taker wants everybody to know that he wants revenge, and he mocks Taker by saying that Taker wants him to burn in hell. And then Big Show tells Undertaker to be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. And he says it's Cyber Sunday. It's going to be him versus The Undertaker. And there's going to be three options that the fans can vote for only on WWE.com. So he's a great corporate shill here. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, he says uh, there's three options. And the man you love is going down. And the punchline is you're all going down with him. Neither a joke nor a punchline. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not either one of those things. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's Is that just, the quality of writing we get from the Big Show show? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I can't tell you. Uh, uh, I, maybe one I would day imagine I'll find it out. Is. Yeah. I imagine it's pretty close to that. Um, so, yeah, our three options are, like you mentioned earlier, a last man standing match, an I quit match, or a knockout match. Um, and he says he's got big show says he's got three wrestlers to help him demonstrate the difference between the three. So I was just like, Whew, I'm relieved because I mean, I know where the last man standing and I quit are, but this knockout match has got to be, <laughs> I mean, it can't possibly be self explanatory. It's got to be something extra. Yeah, so, let's talk about this for a second. Like, yeah, this is the, the fourth year, I guess, they've got done these Taboo Tuesday, Cyber Sunday type pay per views. And. It just really, I think this is also the last one. And you can yeah, tell throughout the whole card that they really have given up on this as a concept. Like all throughout the card, these choices are just it, barely even choices. Yeah. It, yeah. This is pretty much the same. I mean, last best standing, I quit are the only difference is one has to say I quit. Like yeah. it's not that big. It's not like it's a last man standing, uh, hell in a cell or ladder match. You know, right. the three different. They're all the same thing. And I guess I guess the benefit of that is for the wrestlers backstage. They can kind of put together, you know, a similar finish or whatever. They can kind of have that. Uh, and then once the match gets called, you know, they know, okay, we can do this, this, and that. I'm sure they have different spots. And I understand it's easier for them. But, like, I don't know. It just I wish it was three, like, different things. Like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, 
uh, I don't know, a casket match, uh, yeah. you know, a knockout match. Like, one of their, match like, yeah, something. like something <laughs> yeah. different. Like it's just not all the same. But but in case you're wondering what these matches are, we're going to get uh, option number one, last man standing, and we're going to get outcomes. Uh, somebody who's cameoed on this show a couple times here the last few months is Joey Ryan. So he comes out and Big Show beats him in about 20 seconds with the that punch, the knockout punch, that WMD. Um we think it's the last minute standing match. I guess it's actually the knockout match first because, yeah, he says him, he says him last minute standing first, but then he actually does the knockout one first. So right. he punches him and then he drags Joey Ryan out of the ring onto the mat and then he asks for the second contestant to come out. And this is apparently Vicky's personal favorite, uh, an I quit match. And uh, out comes some guy. I think uh, you have his note, your notes. You found out who he is. He's Ryan Taylor. I think that's what it says on the network on that chapter. Oh, okay, but I don't. I've never heard of that guy before. So yeah, he's uh, jobber number two. So yes, he exactly. comes out, and that's jobber not in a derogatory name, a derogatory way. That's somebody's got to be a jobber. He goes for a drop kick, gets swatted away, and then Big Show makes him quit after a Cobra clutch, which um. Throughout his career, Big Show has used that every now and then. For yeah, true. Randomly. So he uses that, and the guy says, I quit. So then he asks for a third contestant, and out comes uh, somebody who's been on the show before, too. It's uh, Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks, so he, an even younger buck here. <laughs> he comes out. He's still got the velvet on his antlers here, and they're actually sideburns. Big old, big old sideburns. And he comes out for the last minute standing match, and then we get like a picture-in-picture of Gregory Helms, which – He's kind of. We haven't mentioned this on the show because it doesn't apply, but he's been back the last few weeks. I guess he's returned to WWE or something. But he's kind of had these picture and pictures in the corner where he just kind of pops up and says weird things. So this one, he says, "Yo, sideburns, you want some of this milk?" No, wait, that's from uh, that's from <laughs> Billy Madison. I'm sorry. He says, <laughs> "Hey, sideburns, did you see what happened to the first two? I'm just saying." <laughs> he goes off. So. That's his catchphrase. I'm just yeah. saying. That's what he. I'm just saying. He says yeah. something stupid, and then it's like, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, uh, it's, which is great. I'm sure. <laughs> it's so stupid. I mean, it's it's like it's him though. Like, I just, it is. Yeah. yeah uh, it mean, doesn't quite get him over, but you know. No. It, it is what it is. I enjoy because I love Shane Helms. He's yeah. hilarious to me. But um, yeah, Matt Jackson gets in there, eats a clothesline, and Chavo gets a table. Puts it in the ring. Big Show chops uh, sideburns down, and Chavo sets the table up. And then Taz, in his infinite wisdom, which I guess he just forgets he was a member of Extreme Championship Wrestling, and Chavo's setting the table up, and Taz goes, "I got, I got no idea what he's doing right here." Like, are you serious? Can't quite like, figure it out. And that Jr. like amnesia's run off on him. Oh, I don't know, man. man. So Big Show choke slams Matt Jackson to the table and gets a ten count. And so yeah, there's your descriptions so and then in a hilarious bit bit right here i don't think it was intentional but chavo is holding the microphone for big show and it's about to the middle of his chest and big show just grabs his hand and pulls it up he's like i'm tall you have to hold me up thank you good concentration are there any questions i didn't think so uh i'm tall he's like hold it up tight i'm tall which i think is great so and he just goes, are there any questions? I didn't think so. And he leaves. So that's it. You know, it was a really long segment, but 
I, I thought it was effective, man. It's kind of old yeah, school. Yeah, me too. You know, Big Show yeah, being up some jobbers and being, I mean, he's the heel and he's yeah. super cocky and overly confident. Um, just felt really old school to me. So I, No, I liked it. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. And then again, JR and Taz talk about how all three of these, these uh, choices favor the Big Show. And then we see Matt Jackson doing the stretcher job and it just occurred to me that you got his a- AEW commentary team wishing him well, like in the oh, future. Man. Hope that hope hope that kid will amount to something. Hope he's okay. And it's like Jr. and Taz calling Matt Jackson. It's just it's funny to That's me. That's so, great. Yeah. Well, then later on, Vicky is crying backstage about the pain she's in her neck and how she's in a wheelchair. And Kung Fu Naki is going to come in, and I don't even know why he comes in. He just comes in. He's like, <laughs> "Hey!" And they like send him away. <laughs> It's, it's if you thought the Gregory Holmes thing was random, this is even more random. Oh, so man. it's something about cruiserweights on this show. But um, and then we're gonna get something that I'd like to bring back a segment we haven't done in nine years on this show, probably. That we've covered. <laughs> we've been doing this show that long. <laughs> yes, we have. This is the Vince Russo Broment of the Week. We used oh, to have dude. back in the Attitude Era. This better be good. Well, digging this out of the mothballs, man. I am, I am. I'm dusting it off. It. This is the bromant of the week. We get Maurice in her French maid outfit. I'm listening. She comes in. <laughs> There's a, apparently a diva Halloween costume contest on Sunday at Cyber Sunday. And she's I'm wondering <laughs> why she tonight is in the fuzzy dice on a pole match. So, again, I'd like to mention that Vince Russo is, in 2008, I believe he's settled in Nashville writing for TNA, or he's fired from there. I don't know. He's not here, folks, but you got Maurice in a French-made outfit asking why she's in the fuzzy dice on a pole match. <laughs> Did you see it? It's these two giant pink fuzzy dice on a pole, like literally. It's, it's so like, bad. It's like for number one contender for Divas yeah. title for some reason. Like, yeah. Why? I don't know, man. They found this is these. Such a joke. Somebody won these at the fair or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's on TV. One with the state fair. Oh yeah. man, it's absurd. But well, it gets more absurd because then she's dismissed, and then Kali and Ranjan Singh come in, and Vicky says, "You know, I've been impressed by you recently, and I'm, you know, I'm going to put you in a match tonight uh, with the Undertaker." And Kali just goes berserk in his native tongue and going all over the place and of course Bronjan Singh's going to translate and he says that Kali says he's not a puppet for you he's not here to do your dirty work and just you know do get his hands dirty for you and this big show gets in Kali's face and they go face to face and they uh, he says that Vicky can make his life difficult if she needs to so he suggests that they you know he fall in line and they kind of just stand there and smell at each other like some weird mating <laughs> ritual so yeah I think this was a Kali face turn somehow he had, he had like he'd been doing the kiss. He'd been on Raw recently too, doing the kiss cam stuff. I was reading some of the reviews, so he's like slowly turning face here. Yeah, I mean, I still never bought it, but yeah, it's a bit whatever. Misguided. A bit misguided. So, um, <laughs> do you want? I'd like, yeah, fill us in here. <laughs> you don't want to do a read on this one? <laughs> oh, you got it. <laughs> I just put in my notes that uh, is after Kazarni welcomes us to the Kazarnival, the is Undertaker Kazizums out to Fizizace the Grizizace Kazali. 
exactly. <laughs> Dezingo. <laughs> I thought that could be your Broman of the Week right there. That could be. Dude, Kids Arnie, I was all in for this, man. I was like, <laughs> it reminded me of WCW, like something stupid. I loved this well, gimmick. you got one match out of him, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Sin Bodie, man. I like this guy. Golly, so, man. There's so friends much. Friends with Edge and Christian. So much in 2008 that just comes and goes like that. So many yeah. guys that are there for a half a second. Cup of coffee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, cream of the crop. It is not the cream of the crop here in 2008. It is There's, not. It's, yeah, this crop has been stricken by bull weevils. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to yeah, say Ebola. That too. It's <laughs> probably timely. Speaking well, of, Great Khali. Speaking of, Ebola, the Great Khali comes out and uh, – JR is, he's like, I just want to remind you at home that there's a dark side of the Undertaker and he can become evil, which I just thought was the understatement of the century. Like, <laughs> he literally was named Big Evil, like, and he's been like the, the Reaper of Souls and the Ministry of Darkness. Like, come on. Well, this match happens and Taker breaks out of the vice grip and hits a really awkward spear and then Big Show runs down. And before Big Show even gets in the ring, the ref's like, ding, 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 like calling for the yeah. bell already. He just, I don't know what was up with that, but. Anyway, he and Big Show gets in there and uh, grabs a chair from, or excuse me, he hits a choke slam on Taker and he goes and gets a ring, uh, excuse me, a chair from ringside. Tries to, he gives it to Kali and is trying to tell him, like, hit him with it, hit him with it. And Kali won't do it because, again, he's not a puppet. So, and he's like, What are you, stupid? Which is Big Show's new mm-hmm. thing, I guess. He's stupid. And then Kali swats the chair out of his hand and yells at Big Show and saunters away. And, like you said, it may be a, a face turn here. And, Big Show's in the ring, Taker sits up, grabs a chair, and nails Big Show in the back, sends him over the top rope onto the floor, and Taker is standing in the ring with the chair as Big Show retreats, and uh, Taker poses in the purple lights, and then back, come back from the commercial here, and JR and Taz tell us, well, folks, next week our main event is Triple H versus The Undertaker. So, there you go. <laughs> so, a rare preview for next week, uh, which I yeah. always appreciate. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, somehow I missed that, and... Had an oversight, much like Vicky Guerrero, and uh, <laughs> forgot to watch this next episode of SmackDown before I sent you my notes. And you probably because the kids aren't. <laughs> that may have just thrown me off, right? Right this year, but uh, <laughs> uh, you thankfully alerted me, uh, and so I did go back and watch it. Uh, SmackDown, October twenty fourth, two thousand eight. Uh, I thought it was just a two week build, but it is a three week build, which I guess is slightly better here. But we still got way too many pay per views crammed into two thousand eight, but. Certainly. This is the go-home for Cyber Sunday, and like you said, Triple H and Undertaker is going to be the main event. Uh, Triple H has an opening promo, and he is, like, to me, he's like annoying babyface Triple H, mm-hmm. which I never like as much as the old Triple H. And uh, He's making fun of Vicky Guerrero, saying there's a Twinkie truck in the back that's keeping her occupied right now, and all this other fat-shaming stuff that uh, <laughs> it's not as funny all these years later, but... Uh, whatever it was the times and uh, he says the match with Undertaker tonight really benefits Vicky Guerrero and goes on and on and on for way too long and basically just no point to this except no building up the match later tonight so anyway later on Triple H is kind of walking backstage holding the WWE championship and the lights kind of flicker in the backstage hallway and he turns around and he is face to face or nose to nose you might say with the Undertaker as they stare each other down for a second. And then nose Undertaker. Nose to nose. Yeah. <laughs> Triple, H, Triple H's nose was there five minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's a classic. That Jason sensation. Jason sensation. Yeah. 
Sorry I'm late, but my nose was here five minutes ago. Yeah. So good. So good. Another uh, Russo Broman. Yeah, but that was a good one, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Taker has a backstage promo later on, too, with purple lights surrounding him. And it's your Vicky Guerrero. You think you have sealed my fate. But it is I who have sealed yours. And I alone will fulfill your destiny. As far as Triple H, tonight you walk with me into the darkness. Whether you leave that darkness is a question we both must answer. That is the main event, of course. It's non-title. And, man, this is the first time in a while that these two guys have faced each other. Um I think the last one we covered was in 2002, as far as pay-per-view goes, and um, I can't remember any times on TV besides that that they faced each other. Uh, Me neither, because I just missing. Yeah, unless there's something or like one of those random Raw like reunion shows. I don't know, because I mean, Triple H's been on Raw for six years, and Taker's been on there for SmackDown for since the end of 2002. So yeah, they've kind of been the tent poles of each show. You know, and now they're on the same one. So, yeah, I mean, it was pretty cool to see them together, honestly. It was, dude. And they, tell you what, they have not lost a step with each other. You know, no. I, I, I don't think, well, uh, never mind. Uh, the, the WrestleMania 17 match was definitely in our top tens. Um, you know, some of their other matches were not not spectacular, but not terrible. But, but this was really good, man. Really long, mm-hmm. really solid TV main event. Um you mentioned, you know, you th- the only thing weird about it is that they're both baby faces. So uh, yeah. that kind of suffers a little bit from that. Yeah, if there had been one of them had been a heel, it would have just put it over the top and been like it gone from a good match to a great match. But other than that, it's a, it's good. I'd recommend you guys go watch it. It just mm-hmm. has a good TV match. It's fun. For sure. Uh, only bad thing is we don't really uh, get much of a finish with it. Uh, they end up countering each other a lot. Triple H makes the mistake we've seen so many guys make uh, with those yeah. 10 punches in the corner. And Undertaker hits a last ride out of the corner. And Big Show stumbles down after like 20 minutes and punches Undertaker in the gut. Starts wailing on him with some body shots into the corner. Chokes him. Uh, but Triple H makes the save. Hits Big Show in the back with a chair. Uh, Big Show choke slams Triple H. He grabs the chair. Hits Taker in the stomach with it and in the back. And then... Hits him uh, with another knockout punch to the head, uh, or the chair shot. Yeah. Yeah, excuse me. Uh, Big Show hits him with a final chair shot to the head and leaves both these guys lying in the ring. Big Show standing tall, haha, uh, going into Cyber Sunday 2008. I think Kozlov comes down and wipes the floor with Triple H, too, after that, too. Which yeah, is, I think he's right. isn't, he in the, isn't he in a match? Uh, at Cyber Sunday with Triple H? Oh, he's not. Uh, no, he's hey, a, Oh, that's right. That's right. He gets like 3% of the fuck. That's right. <laughs> he will be at like the rest of the year, though. He'll be like in the main yeah. event scene for some reason. So. Yeah. But yeah, that brings us to Cyber Sunday. Um, this is October 26, 2008 from the U.S. Airways Arena in Phoenix, Arizona. And I have never seen this show before. No, I do love the poster, uh, the CM Punk, all the, all the lookalikes. With him, and I don't even think he's in a match on this show. Which yeah, is... one of our listeners, uh, Michael Vincent, he pointed that out oh, okay. with his memories of this show. Said he was a huge CM Punk fan and was upset that CM Punk's all over the poster, yeah. and not on the show. 
Yeah, but this is the final set, our Cyber Sunday up to this point, and uh, really cool set. I want you to Dude. talk about it here. <laughs> this, this just to show you how far we've come over the past few years. Uh, the original Taboo Tuesday and even Cyber Sunday, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. So the set is made up to be like this big desktop uh, iMac computer these past few years. And, you know, that's what everybody used. Well, yep. in 2008, sign of the times, now the set is the like a giant BlackBerry phone. And <laughs> it was amazing. Such a fun throwback yeah. to that time. It was. The, the buttons on the keypad even light up with the different graphics for each guy. Yeah. Dude, it was, it was so, so goofy, but so fantastic. It, it's enormous. It's so, it's so huge. big. It's <laughs> huge. It's like 60 feet tall, man. It's gigantic. I hope that's in the warehouse somewhere. They should put that at Access. It's a highlight of the night for me. (laughs) I would love to get a picture in front of that thing at Access one year. So good. Oh, man. Um, So good. The uh, Divas Halloween costume contest also. Just so good, man. So good. Who was your winner? Was it good? (laughs) (laughs) I think my favorite probably was... uh, Victoria, because she's dressed like a banana. She was. And she does the uh, peanut butter jelly time dance backstage, which, again, sign of the times. Sign of the times. Because um, that was a big hit on YouTube at the time, which my kids to this day love that. Love that. We watch it <laughs> literally every day. We watch peanut butter jelly time and ice cream and cake a cake. So we love those two around the White House here. I thought so, you'd yeah, I think Eve Torres as a Ninja Turtle. I did like the Ninja Turtle outfit. She uh, wasn't sure she even knew what a wrestling ring is when she got in <laughs> during this. It was terrible. But no, man, the winner had to be the winner to me. I liked Mickey James. Uh, I, have, I have Maurice down as my winner, but because no, well, you got a preview on SmackDown. That was it. Yeah, <laughs> she was a good campaigner, I guess. <laughs> got uh, your vote. Well, that was my favorite segment of the night. But then we get uh, the Big Show's favorite segment of the night. The video recap of him and Undertaker's feud. <laughs> yeah, there uh, we got Taz and Jr. Uh, on commentary, and there, yeah, Taker and Show are third or fourth from the top, depending on if you count the Divas Halloween co- co- costume contest. But you know, two title matches after this, and you know that's that's good. So yeah, yeah like you said, another video package. We're gonna get the results, the fan voting after this, and Tool Grisham is out there. He welcomes. Vicky to the set where Chavo wheels are out there and again she's got her neck brace on still and she says excuse me and excuse me and the crowd is just Phoenix is just like uh, pooping all over him here man oh, just yeah. drowning her in booze and uh, I was going to say flinging gorilla poo at her like the Phoenix really? Suns mascot guy but I would have been a little too on the nose so I won't say that you were trying <laughs> I won't say it though it's a good effort <laughs> yeah Anyway, they're just booing her out of the building, and she's like, let me give you the results of the match, and, or the, of the poll. And the crowd cheers before we see what's on the screen, so I guess they saw it first before we did it all. Mm-hmm, but uh, knockout match got 9%. Sorry, Matt Jackson. Uh, the I Quit match got 42%. And uh, Tim Allen's favorite, Last Man Standing match, got 49%. So <laughs> Now, if you were voting, which one would you have voted for? I think I would have voted for the knockout match just because – what even is that? <laughs> like, I yeah. just voted for it just to be stupid, to be contrary. Just because, yeah. yeah. Out of I these mean, three, my favorite is Last Man Standing. So Yeah, I, I would say those are generally 
better than I quit matches. Yeah. 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 But anyway, but I mean, that's that. None of them are all that exciting. I don't, it doesn't really. Oh, depending on who you have, a last man standing can be good. But these two, I don't want to see them in a last man standing match. No, I'm done with them. But yeah. Anyway, Undertaker he comes out first through the giant smartphone, and I'll tell you what, man. If they if they ever produced an Undertaker BlackBerry or smartphone, I would I would buy that in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love the graphics here. It is awesome. Uh, there's a fan in the crowd with uh, one of the most unique signs I don't think I've seen before, as it just says, "You Taker." on there like you dash taker abbreviated it to that man i guess didn't have enough time or space didn't have enough ink to write the n-d-e-r so that's my you new favorite that. nickname uh, i love the old, it the old you taker good old you taker that's great man oh that's awesome man. why i don't know if you were that guy we want to know okay so when taker walks out here and you know he's got the smoke and the fire and stuff would you say in that he walks through blackberry smoke mm, i think you could say that <laughs> okay just saying i don't know one song by theirs but i know that some friends of ours they're big fans of them so yeah your brother loves them my brother also yes yeah. <laughs> never heard one lick of theirs but uh blackberry <laughs> smoke check them out ladies and gentlemen they would probably fit on a wrestling theme i was song. about to say i don't know how they don't <laughs> yeah. do pay-per-view theme songs <laughs> yeah i know uh, yeah, man, Taker comes out and uh, Jr. runs down the rules, and uh, we always count on Jr. for a good flubby dub here. And he says this is no DQ; it can only be won by pinfall or submission. Oh, man, and I was like, "What? That doesn't that negate the point of the last man standing?" And then Jr. is like, "I've never seen Taker in the last man standing match," which means he didn't watch either of the ones with Kali or Batista. <laughs> so Jr. is. Flubbing everywhere, JR with man. the flubby dubs, bitch. Exactly. <laughs> Always. It's like Robin Williams over here. Flubby dub. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't blame him for not watching the great Kali match, but, man, he missed a classic with well, he was Taker on and Raw, Batista. Though, yeah. yeah. He was out there at ringside for that one. It's true. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Well, Big Show, he's out next. He's smiling and laughing. And uh, JR notes that Big Show wears a size 70 XXX jacket, which <coughs> I just wrote goo next to that. Wait, <laughs> 70 XXXs? That's like 210 <laughs> All right. Xs. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> so many Xs. <laughs> um, the announcers say that, obviously, it's a huge jacket. Um, <laughs> giant jacket this match favors big show and uh they circle each other until they're in their corners and uh referee for the night charles robinson he calls for the bell and taker comes out swinging he comes out punching uh knocks undertaker uh around or undertaker knocks big show around but then big show sends undertaker out of the ring uh and i have to say man it was not quite a perfect tent man he kind of bumped Mm-mm. a little bit ugly here and uh he does land on his feet on the apron, but I wouldn't call it a perfect 10. No, nah, I'd call it an 8.6. Yeah, I was shocked. 8.6 and a half, whatever. That's 8.65. He, uh, he anyway. flubby dubbed it. <laughs> he did. <laughs> You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> I didn't say thank you. <laughs> oh, you don't have to. Okay. I, I can see. I can see what you're thinking. All right. Well, they're going to trade punches on the outside and trade headbutts. And, um, 
trading punches and trading headbutts is pretty much this match. The rest of the match. It's like a boxing match. <laughs> it's like, it's it really like a is, UFC man. match where neither one of the guys would want to go to the ground. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, Big Show dumps Taker into the timekeeper area and goes for that huge chest slap, but Taker hits a stunner over the barricade, which is kind of, he does the apron stunner, but he does it over the barricade, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. A little twist on it. Mm -hmm. But that's about one of the only six wrestling moves we're going to get because everything else is headbutts and chest slaps. Taker does grab a steel chair and it hits Big Show uh, in the head with it since Big Show kind of scurrying into the ring. Uh, Taker's rolling off the start, hits a couple splashes in the corner, uh, Big Show reverses. And then Taker hits a big boot, uh, but then Show turns around and hits a clothesline. And then, like you said, man, body shots, head butts. Big Show drops a leg drop, and that starts the first 10 count of the match. And he actually gets a 7 count off of this leg drop before Undertaker makes him back to his knees. And then Shows goes back over to Undertaker and kind of boots him outside to the floor. Yeah, so they're on the floor now, and Big Show swings that chair. At the Undertaker, excuse me, at the U-Taker, but he ducks it and he hits the ring post. Yeah, and uh, Taker then picks that chair up and puts it against Big Show's throat and hits the old Takerizer, which we've seen one time recently, but other than that, it had been a few years before we saw it. So, yeah, yeah, the Takerizer against the the ring post with the throat and Big Show just hits the ground and Charles Robinson's making the count and Big Show actually makes it up by eight, which I thought, man, what a, like... I wish they hadn't wasted that on near fall. That could have been the ending. That match, that move was so like definitive when he first started doing it as Big Evil, and now it's just like I don't know, just a high spot, you know. Yeah, I was I a little agree. disappointed in that spot. It was cool to see it. That was cool to see it into sure, the ring post no. like that. But yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Uh, show rolls back into the ring, but Undertaker stops him. Gets his, gets in the apron offense. Uh, show gets back up to his feet. More body blows, more punches, uh, and then they kind of hit. Big Show hits a clothesline and then falls back himself. And so uh, Robinson starts counting both guys. Uh, Show gets up at six, but Undertaker gets back up at eight here. Um, Show hits a headbutt. He punches Undertaker down. Taker stumbles back up and he's bouncing off the ropes. And you know, I put in my notes here. It's, it, it really feels like a boxing match here for a little really while. It really is. So they're just punching back and forth, which, you know, that was sort of Big Show's gimmick a little bit that when he came back at this point and he had been training yeah. for boxing and faced Floyd Mayweather, but this was the most I'd really seen a match yeah. feel just like a boxing match. Well, it really was. This was not even a Russo brawl for all, even, you know, mm. but could have been. They could have been. Could've, <laughs> they could have done a brawl for all. That's one of the options. The option, <laughs> yes, that would have won by a landslide. Oh, they, gave, they could have had the exact same match too. <laughs> I highly, <laughs> highly recommend the Dark Side of the Ring Brawl for All episode, folks. If you I haven't seen that. that, it's uh, easily accessible on YouTube. Um, yeah, and uh, this whole season I think has been great, but that episode in particular was, especially if you were around back then and and, and watching yeah. that sort of stuff. Uh, that's one of the best episodes yet. Yeah, I'll have to check it out soon. But yeah, more headbutts, more body shots. Uh, like you said, Taker's begging for more. Big Show with more headbutts. Taker gets some hope spots, some punches. But Big Show just keeps nailing with headbutts, and they trade so many punches and headbutts in the middle. It just got so so. I could have cut this match in half with how many headbutts yes. and punches they threw. Because yes. there's no it's judges keeping long. score of how many like 
how many hits you land, but Big Show hits a knee lift, changing up the body parts there, and he uh, starts te- Big, excuse me, Taker starts teeing off on Big Show's head, and he goozles him. The crowd kind of wakes up a little bit here, and Big Show goozles Taker at the same time, and he winds up winning and takes Big Show, excuse me, takes the Undertaker up for a choke slam, and then they have a little discombobulation here, but Taker reverses it into another DDT, which again he takes it like he's Rob Van Dam, like you mentioned last week. He just flips all the way over, and it's 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 great looking to see a Big Show take it that way. So Charles Robinson starts to count, and Big Show gets up by the count of nine. So that's a callback to last month, and another mm-hmm. callback right here. Show gets up, and he tries to untie the turnbuckle like he did yeah. last month, and maybe he went to the wrong one or something. I can't <laughs> quite I get this one. <laughs> this one wasn't gimmicked. So he had to go to another Ooh. corner and uh, yeah. goes to dump undertaker onto the exposed turnbuckle, but Undertaker reverses it sends big show into it. Sternum first. Um, undertaker hits a running clothesline and both guys are down again. Undertaker gets up first around seven and big show gets up uh, again at nine. So Undertaker's kind of got him on the ropes here. Uh, but Taker makes one of his classic mistakes here. He goes for a running boot in the corner, but Big Show slides out of the way. So Taker basically crotches himself on the exposed turnbuckle and then goes flying outside the ring. Yeah, and he nails the steps on the way down somehow, and Taz is going nuts about it. And uh, Big Show winds up slamming Taker's head into the steps as if they were a tag team partner, JR says. <laughs> so tag team with the stairs. So he's... <laughs> Starts slamming his head off the announce table, and they both take the tabletops off the announce tables there, basically. And then Big Show nails Taker in the face with a monitor, and then throws chairs away, like the big, the big comfy chairs they sit in, getting ready, you know, getting the area ready for deletion, whatever's going to happen. And Big Show is going to hit like a super kick, or they called it on No Mercy game the Yakuza kick. The yes. Big Show did so. Right. Big fan of the Yakuza, you know, the Japanese mafia. So was Big Show. Uh, Big Show grabs a steel chair and then he tries to do something cool here. It doesn't work out. He's trying to be like The Rock and he grabs up one of the uh, commentary microphones and yeah. tries to talk trash into it, but it's not turned on. So it's, it's not the it's like the smack. It's the raw one instead yeah. of SmackDown one. Yeah, the so they're not one, on man. live commentary. Oh man, poor show. But uh, well, why is Charles Robinson not counting at this point? Yeah, Undertaker. Big down. Show. Big Show's dumped over the barricade into the crowd, and they're not. He's not counting. Uh, yeah. A little flubby dub, I guess. Exactly. Um, well, Taker gets up on top of the barricade, but Big Show choke slams him off of it through the ECW table. Uh, nice spot here. And Taker is down. He gets up at 9.5, and Charles Robinson, again, man, uh, Another criticism, I, he probably should have counted him down, dude. He gave yeah. take a lot of leniency there. He, was, he, he wasn't he was really up when uh, uh, Robinson waved it off, but, you know, he gives Undertaker well, you, the benefit of the doubt. That was Vicky's thing a couple months ago with Edge was Charles Robinson had kind of babied Undertaker in some of these matches. So I know this is not playing off of it, but we've been paying attention. True. They could have, gone, they could have done something with that, you know, with both these spots here. But, yeah, Taker gets up and then – collapses again against the barricade and big show smack talking him and taker's punching him from down below and then big show kind of shrugs it off and just hits taker and they get back in the ring now and taker falls back into the corner they're trading punches and big show goes don't make me do this don't make me do this and he starts teeing off on him again and taker's punching him and big show hitting body shots uh not 
not the kind you want to do with the French. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, and Taker's hitting the running DDT, and Big Show sits up, and uh, Vicky looks frustrated at this point that you know Show can't keep Taker down. Yeah, I forgot Vicky was out there, but she is <laughs> watching up on the stage. She's looking from like the crow's nest. She's yeah. way, way far away. <laughs> Uh, then we kind of start getting towards the finish here as Taker cranks the arm. He heads up top for old school, but Big Show catches him, choke slams him down off the top rope. Uh, Show feels pretty good about this one, but Undertaker uses the ropes and he, he crawls back up at nine. Uh, so starting to get some near falls, if you will, here. Uh, Show loads up that knockout punch and nails the Undertaker with it, just like he knocked him out. Uh, two other times, man, and the crowd mm-hmm. really boos when Big Show hits that knockout punch because they really feel like this is the end because Undertaker has not gotten up from this. So Big Show goes, and he just stands over in the corner. He's got his elbows on the ropes. He's just smiling confidently. He feels like this is it. And Undertaker is just motionless until he sits up at 8, and he barely gets up at 9 again, and the crowd is loving it. Yeah, they love it here. Phoenix is coming alive for this these you know near falls, I guess you call them. And Big Show grabs a steel chair, gets back in the ring, hits a CTE headshot straight to the Undertaker, goes to grab Taker up by the hair, and then he's going to do kind of the spot he did, I guess, when he knocked him out at Unforgiven. Or was it No Mercy? Yeah. No Mercy. No Mercy, where he picked him up by the hair and just punched him in the side of the head. Goes to do that again, and then the Undertaker locks him into uh, – that submission again <laughs> he's been doing it for nine months at this point and they still don't have a name for it started in january still don't have a name for it but the big show taps out but you can't lose that way even though jr thinks you can and uh the undertaker keeps the move on until the big show stops moving and he's basically passed out and taker uh or i guess charles robinson starts counting and uh Taker gets up and pulls himself up right before 10 as the big show's still on the mat. And Taker wins the match here at 19 minutes and 23 seconds. So by that submission. Which is the first time we've seen that since the Guerrero Bandit a few months mm-hmm. ago. So uh, I liked that, man. I liked the finish. Yeah. It kind of caught me off guard. Me I didn't see it coming. Me um, too. The crowd loved it. They popped big. So it, it was a nice ending to a very slow plotting uh, match that definitely, like you said, could have cut five minutes out of. But um, we see some R.I.P. Big Show signs in the crowd, and Chavo just kind of sadly wheels Vicky away backstage. And <laughs> Jr. gets in one last flubby dub as he says, "And the irony, Undertaker wins it in the desert." And I'm just not quite sure how that's ironic. <laughs> I don't see the irony. No. In that. It's just a fact. <laughs> It's yeah, really. that's not ironic at all. <laughs> Just like the song, it's not ironic. So, oh, yeah, I don't know, Thanks, man. Jr. Yeah, he was a little bit off his rocker tonight, but a few too many Moscow mules. <laughs> must have, must have. Well, they um, we see replays of the ending as Jr. and Taz discuss how. Taker's win came out of nowhere, and how smart you know he's a veteran. He knew where he was. He had he just you know suckered Big Show in and. Big Show's rolling out of the ring, and he's holding his throat, but for the first time, I think, he's not bleeding from the mouth like everybody else has. I believe that's the first time ever. So, um, And he'd already had that takerizer to the throat, so he's got a throat of steel, man. This guy. He must, <laughs> throat dude. of steel. So, Taker does the Shakespeare pose under the purple lights, and 
staggers up to a good pot from the crowd, and that's kind of how we end this part of the story right here. So yeah, um, like I said, good finish, not a great match, but uh, appreciate Mm-mm. the finish, and I, I kind of get it. Uh, kind of like we were talking about earlier, they didn't know exactly what type of match they were going to have to have tonight, so it, I can understand it can be hard to have to book your match on the fly. Um, so you know, I give them some. Give him some credit there, uh, but ultimately we're really setting up for that third match in this trilogy. Both guys are one to one here, so you can tell we're getting another match, which we are next week as we keep this podcast rolling, rolling, rolling on to the last ride as we move on to Survivor Series 2008 and our old standard, our old favorite, the casket match returns. The Undertaker yes. versus Big Show inside a giant casket. That's so, going to be a big casket. It's yeah. going to have to be, man. A <laughs> uh, lot of fun stuff to talk about on that episode. Some fun promos, some fun matches. A Undertaker, uh, unfortunately, Undertaker Kozlov we'll get to talk about. and uh, But we do get to talk about Undertaker Jeff Hardy and a rematch uh, a few years in the making. So that will be fun. Yeah. Um, but we'll cover all that next week. We hope you'll join us. We hope you'll follow along with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Talking Taker. And then, of course, all the different podcast listening services. We hope that you will go subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen out there. We do appreciate it. And uh, we want to hear what you thought about this match. Uh, what you thinking about this Big Show feud so far? Uh, we did hear uh, from Michael Vincent, who uh, I mentioned earlier. He said he watched it and he voted for the knockout match. So bingo, same mindset here. Uh, our uh, buddy, the Downturn Podcast, uh, just said, "Please help me get through this Big Show 2008 <laughs> stuff." And said we do our best, man. Yeah, and, man, uh, we're doing our business here. At A Quirko, Alex Quirk said uh, something we said, I think, last year when we covered Cyber Sunday. They should just have a Raw and SmackDown that does fan voting nowadays if they're not going to do yeah. a pay-per-view, which I think we, we're, all, we're in favor of that. We love the concept. Um, do you remember a few years ago they did that? It was called Raw Active or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe five years ago or so? Yeah. It did, like, the whole summer, I feel like. It was you know, certain segments of the show were, like, basically like this. And, like, I don't know why... Social media is bigger today than it than ever. ever was 12 years ago. And why don't they do, yeah, why don't they do it more? They were I trying to push the WWE app, I think, for the first yeah. when it first came out. I thought <clears> they, were, they were doing that. Yeah, it was four or five years ago they were doing that. It was like a third. Like, you got to see the, the show during the commercial breaks and stuff, too, on your mm-hmm. device, you know. Yep. But, yeah, it was, they had a little voting. You could only vote on the app, and you could vote for the matches and stuff. So I don't know why they don't do it more nowadays. This is a perfect pay-per-view for 2020. <laughs> yes. It makes no <laughs> sense. Um, who knows? Maybe they will bring it back eventually. Especially not like you can't have fans there. You could have them interacting That would be great for this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a great idea for nowadays. Free idea but. for you, WWE. But um, seriously, speaking of fans not being there, we know uh, you know life is weird for everybody right now. For for us included, lives have changed, and uh, just we just appreciate you guys out there listening. Um, I know you know some. Me personally, I'm not listening to as many podcasts. I don't have anywhere to go. 
Uh, so I, I, I'm falling behind on a lot of my podcasts. Uh, but, you know, our numbers have been been pretty steady. So appreciate you guys making time for us in your listening, wherever you are, whatever you're out doing. Uh, we do greatly appreciate it and hope we can entertain you a little bit along the way. And, you know, some people might have more time to listen to podcasts. Travis, like yourself, you're still working and uh, still having to go in every day. Yep. Um, so if you do have some more time to listen to a podcast, I uh, want to... Again, I plugged it last week, but our episode with the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, our special watch-along edition, that did come out last week. Uh, so go subscribe to them, listen to them. You and I, Travis, joined Mike and JV to cover the main event for Rebellion 2000, which was Kurt Angle, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and uh, Rikishi. Rikishi. As I said on the show, three Hall of Famers. And The Rock. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just bizarre. So weird. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but then we also, as a special treat, so if you're a Talking Taker completist, uh, you kind of have to listen to this episode because we covered the one pay-per-view match that we decided not to do an episode about here, which was Undertaker Chris Benoit from that Rebellion 2000 pay-per-view. And, you know, we went into it on the show back in the day. It just didn't feel like... Um, it deserved a whole episode. We try to keep things light and funny on here, and it just felt weird to do that with a Chris Benoit match. There's no real backstory to There's it. There's no story to it yeah, either. Yeah. It just kind of takes place randomly. Uh, it's on a UK pay-per-view, so all those different reasons we decided not to do an episode for it. But they asked us to, and uh, we, we went and watched the match and did yeah. some commentary for it. So we'll count that as our coverage. And uh, so if you're going to be a talking taker completist, you're going to have to go listen to that. Um, it's true. And it was fun. We, we appreciate having those guys on, and we're going to have them over here uh, in the next few weeks as well. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. Something to look forward to. And also, I think we forgot to mention last week, uh, or maybe two weeks ago, uh, Randy Turco at Pocus Little Dog had mentioned that his business, or where he works, had put out, you know, what are you guys listening to? podcast wise and he put our name on there so he said if he we did. get uh, if we get a spike in numbers from minnesota it's all thanks to him so appreciate it randy uh Always. spread that golden go for love up there so anyway um but other than that ladies and gentlemen if you were there at the u.s airway center in phoenix arizona in the desert where the irony is just running rampant apparently i don't know what jr's talking <laughs> I didn't about understand just, that a bit. just dunes of irony all around the desert so I don't know. If you're there, let us know what you thought about this uh, boxing match, this brawl for all, this slugfest, these two giants going at it one-on-one. Let us know what you thought. And, um, yeah, check it out. Cut, cut the match in half and just watch it again, and uh, it'll be better the second time. So uh, <laughs> other than that, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe out there. And as always, take her easy. How about you, Sideburns? You want some of this milk? Rather have a beer. <laughs>